Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm believing this is going to be time well spent for you because we're talking about something God loves, people. Yes. He loves people, and people seem to congregate together. They do. A lot of people live in cities, and probably the majority of you live within an hour of a metropolitan community, no matter what nation you're in. That's pretty typical now. Sure. So today, my guest is Ellie Gates. Welcome, Ellie. Thank you. Ellie uh, has been in my life for seven years. She is a professor. She's working on her doctorate now. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I'm really excited, John. I'm getting my doctorate in strategic leadership with a concentration in strategic foresight. So it's really looking at alternate, um, assessing trends and creating alternate futures and being able to understand and help prepare both corporations, people, and organizations around what those potential scenarios could be. Right. Now, Ellie, if I can just kind of explain Ellie to you. Ellie (laughs) (laughs) Ellie is, uh, wow, very organized as far as helping you see where you need to be. Uh, the constructs of your life and how you're going to get next step. Uh, She can assess a group quickly. You do master planning of groups. In fact, your life has been this in your career. Tell us about your career. Yeah, I've been so blessed to have just an amazing career. I could not have scripted, but God allowed me to work for Microsoft, Adobe, um, some small high-tech companies that went public. But really, my whole focus has been on equipping and empowering people to thrive and using their gifts and their potential and really helping grow one another. Right. And so that's really what my whole career has been. Well, it's been interesting. Now you teach business in a university. And so it's been interesting to see how everything in your life has taken you to this point in your life. And for those of you who are wondering, how's my life going to connect? Yeah. It's it's fun. Just live your life for God. Yep. Do do the best you can where you're at. And one day it all falls into place. It does. So I've known you seven years. Yeah. And I've just watched in the last probably two months, things just fall into place for your life. Explain that to us. Yeah, you know, it's really great. And so if you've ever read Bobby Clinton's book on the making of a leader, he talks about these obedience checks in your life. He talks about how God puts you in certain situations and everything he's doing, he's growing you and preparing you for that Ephesians 2.10 work, right? The great work he's purposed for you. But what's really cool for me, at least over the last couple months, what's happened is a ministry plan I wrote back in 1996 called the Nehemiah Project, which was all about city transformation, and then we didn't get to execute on it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, God shown me, I gave you that. I've given you all these skills, and now I'm inviting you into Las Vegas mm-hmm. to come and to really see the Nehemiah Project work in this city and to right. help gather leaders and equip them to transform it. And it's happening so quickly. Yeah. Wow. It is. And that's not the end of it. Uh, There's a list of cities that we're believing we will be able to transform a group of people coming together from across the country. But you're really helping spearhead it with your organizational skills. So it's 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 powerful. So you want to share about biblical context of cities and how they apply to our lives today. Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at the scriptures, the city is a character in the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you see great things happen in cities. You see horrible things happen in cities. But people came to cities because they provided protection. Right. I mean, imagine being back there where you're all kind of by yourself. Right. Yeah, you're easy. You weren't pickings. by yourself for long. Nope. Uh, you were probably dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Easy pickings. But people come to cities for protection and for abundance of resources. And even in the Bible, if you look at Jonah, is actually one of my favorite mm. uh, stories where you know God sent this prophet. Because there were 120,000 people that didn't know their left hand from the right hand. And the Lord's like, go save the city. And he's like, I don't want to because they're going to repent. And you'll just let them off the hook. And he's like, why should I not care about that? Mm -hmm. So he does. He cares about cities. Um, Also, Psalm 107 has become one of my favorite psalms now. And the first eight verses or ten verses all talk about how God put people in cities to satisfy the souls of the thirsty and, you know, through community, through recreation. And so there is a great theology for why we need to be involved, because if you also one last thing, what did Jesus say? Not just go into the world. He gave specific cities, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, right? Las Vegas, New Orleans, Mm -hmm. you know, Dallas, wherever else he's going to call us to go, wherever you are. He's calling you to care about that city because God loves cities. Oh, that's beautiful. And so if you're in a city, sometimes people in cities get frustrated and say, I want out. But here's what I found. Once they move out, they miss what the city offers. They may like the peace of mind, but they gravitate back towards what a city offers. When God gets a hold of a city, it transforms. He does. Nineveh turned into a wonderful place to live, I'm sure. Yes. I mean, because they were submitted to God. And so don't think that, okay, we're in the end time, so God doesn't care and everything's just going to fall apart. I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. I believe that we, we have been called of God to bless, to make things better, to prosper things, to get people to the kingdom of God. And how better than come into a city and say, we love you. Yes. We don't want anything back. I think that's the key, isn't it? What happens when people just offer themselves with no strings attached? I think people have a hard time with it. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because there's a spirit of generosity and abundance mm-hmm. that people don't aren't used to experiencing, but it is powerful, right? Think about it. It's the kindness of God that right. leads us to repentance. So how is it when we come in and we pour our resources into the city, even if we don't live there, right. um, and we say, look, we care about you. We want to give you a blueprint. We want to walk with you because every city is beautiful and every city's mm-hmm. got brokenness, but we want to redeem and keep what's beautiful and transform what's broken. And, you know, I will be honest. I think God has put every single person exactly where they are for that city. I agree. I was about to ask you, so I am going to ask you, those living in a city or close to a city, they're one person or one family. How do they make it better? Hmm. What what could they do to make their city experience better? Yeah. I think the first thing is look where you live, Okay. right? So who did God put on my left and my right, up above me, maybe below Mm -hmm. me, across the street from me? Who are they? What are their needs? I guarantee you, like I've gotten to know some of my neighbors and, um, you know, one of them just kind of needed a mom figure. Right. And so, you know, this little girl, Lyric, she was kind of my best little buddy. I missed it because she moved away. But, you know, God put me there for that season right. of her life and her time. So start with where you are. Second is find out what's 
in the city that's working? What are mm. the initiatives? Where's the momentum? Where's the transformation happening? And start just having meetings or coffee right. and hear about what are you doing and why do you care about this and what help do you need? Because you may not be the answer, but you might be the connector. Mm. That's good. Right? Yeah. You might not have the resources, but you might know who does. Or you might just even by sharing that, God may use you to deposit that seed in the right person's life. From what I'm hearing, the worst thing we can do is nothing. Yeah, if you want your city to stay the same, don't do a thing. Or get worse, because they yeah, don't even stay the, they don't stay sure. the same. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It, they change through people. They do. And culture grows bad if yeah, left unattended, right? It does. Yeah. Well, sure. what, what more does the word say about it? Yeah, let me uh, read this out of uh, Psalm 107. I love this so much. Uh, this is Passion Translation. Some of us once wandered in the wilderness like desert nomads with no direction or dwelling place, starving, thirsting, staggering. We became desperate and filled with despair. Then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us. And he did. He led us right into a place mm. of safety and abundance, a suitable city to dwell. Yeah, so cities are good places. They are. Yeah. They God, are. God is all about cities he and is. loves cities yeah. because... Cities mean you're not isolated. I mean, you can be isolated in a city, but you're going to come into contact with people, and we're yep. we're community we're community oriented, or should be. Well, I mean, God develops us in community, right? right. It's the whole reason why we have the church body is that we need to be in community. We need to be rooted and grounded in love because yeah. you sharpen me, mm -hmm. and sometimes it could be frictional, right? right. Right. Maybe not, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it could be. But God brings us into cities, and cities give us opportunities to do a couple things. Number one, use our giftings, right? right? Um, most jobs are in the city, but people have the ability to express the creativity God put in them in the cities through opportunities. Um, parent, family, mm -hmm. grow our community, grow our connections, grow our influence. Some people are called to government and to order a city, right? right? To make sure it, it runs properly and it's safe and people's rights are protected. So there's a lot of good things that actually do happen in cities. Right, and I think the most dangerous place uh, in a city can be a toxic family. So if you're saying, uh, I just don't feel safe in this city. Well, feel, when you feel safe in your home mm -hmm. and with your family and loved ones, it's easy to feel safe wherever you're at. So I think sometimes people just kind of project their own problems onto the place they live. Yeah. And God wants you, first of all, to be healthy in your home. That's the best place to start for your city. Absolutely. Make yourself and your family the best you can be so that you can add to the city and then mingle, build up be a part of the fabric of that community. And, you know, I, th I think sometimes as Christians, we believe, well, I have a different agenda, a God agenda. Well, here, that is the God agenda. That is the God agenda. To get involved in your city. Yeah. Uh, your city is never going to be a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> it's a city. It's a vehicle for people to be in, and there will always be all kinds of people, but you're to bring light into any darkness. Well, and let's be honest. The disciples didn't grow up in a Christian nation, No, right? it, was, it was worse, basically, than any nation we can it think is. of right now. But the challenge is, and I know that, yes, Christians should take positions of influence, and that's great if God opens those doors right. for you. But our hope is not in the position people attain. No. Our hope is in the Lord transforming the city. Right 
through us, right? right? So one of the ways we can do that is just being abundant and generous mm -hmm. as well. You know, you've taught so much about generosity. We, we here have given Bibles to our police department. Mm -hmm. um, we've we fed people uh, during COVID. We made right. sure that people got prayer and were taken care of. Take care of poverty levels here in our, our students. Yeah. I mean, just, you, you just do what you can. I remember, Ellie, when we first approached the city 18 years ago and said, can we host some of the city events? Mm. And they asked me, point blank, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Nothing. And I said, well, we don't want anything. And they said, what do you mean you don't want anything? And I said, we just want to serve you. In fact, you don't have to use our church name. We'll call it a different name. We don't even want attention. Well, that threw them. I'm sure. But, yeah. but they've seen over the 18 years, we meant it. Yes. And we brought other churches in and we say, lay down your title. Let's serve together. That's and that's how you transform cities. Don't make it about you. How oh. can I serve? Well, and you know what? If you look at most churches, Pastor John, and again, I, I'm not in church leadership. You probably see this. 95% of most churches' budgets are for the people already in the building. Right. And yet there's people outside that we need to reach. And so what if we change that up and made at least 20% of our budget right. about pouring into the city, whether that's addressing like we do um, some of the needs for kids for Christmas presents, but we don't wrap them. We give the parents the dignity of wrapping right. them, right? Um, but we know that they need them. Um, or, you know, we just figure out after school um, care or daycare. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the biggest areas of help that is needed right now is single moms. Right. You know, both from a, just a financial perspective, a, I need a break. Right. Like, hey, let me come take care of your kids and go take care of yourself. Right. Um, and even maybe gifting them a spa day, which I mm -hmm. guarantee most of them wouldn't do. And that may not be the same thing where you are, but I guarantee you there's needs. If you pray and you ask the Lord, what are the needs around me? He will show them oh, to you. Definitely. Because his heart breaks for them. And he brought them to the city to what? To dwell in safety and abundance. Right. And that's really what we want to do in cities. Right. So I want to talk about Las Vegas. Yeah. It was just uh, a little over a year ago that the Lord spoke to me to go to Las Vegas and I want to change that city. Well, I nearly felt a bit like Jonah, like, are you kidding me? I've been to Vegas. It's been <laughs> yeah, years. I have too. It's called Sin City. They call it Sin City. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I went, have some friends in Las Vegas, did a small uh, prophetic service for gathered in a friend's home, maybe 60 people. But out of that, there was a love for the city that mm. I thought, wait a minute, God, you're, you're really instructing me to do more here. Nice. So we've taken a few trips out there. It's blown up. Yeah. Since I talked to you and said, hey, would you be involved in this? Everything's just kind of went into hyperspeed mode yeah. because God had already given you a plan years ago and was yeah. waiting for everything to fall into place yeah. so it could be implemented. And the beauty of it is I think I had taken it as far as it could go. Um, we were going to you know, still do things, but I think it was going to take a lot longer. But I don't think you had the open doors to get it to where it was. No. And that's how God works. Yeah. We need each other. We do. We, it, it flows in and out. And guess who gets all the glory? Yeah. God. It's like that T-shirt thing that you said, right? It's not mm -hmm. about our name. No. It's for his name and his fame. Right. And you know what's really cool, Pastor John, since you asked me to come into this, I actually got open an open invitation into a nationwide group of people that are doing city transformation in Omaha, in Oklahoma, in Tucson. And next week I get to actually go and hear their best practices. So when you asked me, I was like, yes. And then I was like, I don't know. 
what can I do? And then God brought back the Nehemiah Project. But now he's opened up a network of people right. that have done this. So we're going to get a great blueprint that's proven, which I'm very excited about. And we're going to be able to take that and make a blueprint now for New Orleans and for other cities well, that God has put in our I, heart. I think God has a sense of humor because I'm hearing all these city transformations going around. Nobody chose Las Vegas. No, they didn't. That's true. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. There's a re- it's a it's a tough city. It's a tough city. It's a really tough city, but God loves Las Vegas. Yeah. And he's just waiting for somebody to step in and say yes. And, so we've said yes. And there are people, I mean, part of what I believe is there are Nehemiahs in every city. Yes. That, you know, have cared about it, have wept over it, want to see it restored. And they're like, Lord, help us. And so that's what I love about what we're doing. When you look at the story of Nehemiah, he went around the city at night in a stealth mode, but with right. a few people, right. a few people that got to go with him. And then it helped him get the data and the information he needed to be able to say, Look at this problem. Mm-hmm. Like we've walked by it every day. Right. But look at this problem. Let's rise and build. And that's really what I feel like God's doing the earth right now is saying, let's arise and build. It's time. It is so time. Right. So we're happy fulfilling what God has called us to. And you just start by saying yes. Yes. You could have said no. I mean, you're, you have a busy life. You're I do. working on your doctorate. Uh, you're a mom to a three young adults, a yes. wife. Uh, you you are involved Consult in this city. Full-time. You do a consultant. Yeah. You have a lot going on, and it would have been easier to say, mm, "Not right now. Yeah. Let me get through my doctor. Let me get through this. Let me." But when you say yes, God will give you the time you need. Yes. He will work your situation out. And I have watched you glow up. Yeah. Since you said yes, and just open doors. Right. right? It that does. We're already there. I didn't even know about. Right. So I'm excited. So hopefully you have gleaned some hope from this. Yeah. Living in a city, living. Within an hour of a city where probably 90% of us watching, talking right now live, pray for that city, find out what you can do to help, get involved, be the best you you can be, Mm -hmm. because God loves you and he loves cities. So thank you, Ellie, for making cities a character. Yeah. And can I just say, like, I've just been feeling this whole time we've been talking, like there's someone that lives in this village right now that's just feeling like... I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about your yes and then letting God work through you. That's wonderful. So I just want to encourage you. You can do this. And your spark is all it's going to take for the Lord to cause a transformation in your city. So just be obedient. Yield to the Spirit. If that's you, I just, I'm just i going to pray. And I'd love to pray before we go just over you all to hear the voice of the Lord and say, what can I do? This is your city, Lord. What can I do? Send me. That's good. And before you pray, I want to give you yeah. an opportunity to give into this initiative, into Las Vegas. Um, you can give into my ministry. We're putting the money towards it. It's not cheap. No. It's not free. We're yeah. giving, not asking them to contribute anything. We're yeah. not asking Las Vegas to pour anything into this. And we're having city leaders, civic yeah. leaders coming together, government leaders coming together. We're hosting them. We're pouring into them. Would you help us transform Las Vegas? Here's the way you can help. And now Ellie's going to pray a a powerful prayer for you. Awesome. Thank you. Father, we love you and we thank you so much that you gave us Mm -hmm. a glimpse of your heart. Father, that your heart is for the city. Your heart is for us to go. God, your heart is for our neighbors. Even though we don't know who they are, Father, you do. 
And you've placed us exactly in the house, in the neighborhood, in the school, in the job, wherever we need to be to transform the city. So, Father, I just pray right now that you'd speak clearly to each and every one of my friends. Father, that you would touch them, that you would give them actionable steps, and that you would connect them to the right people so that they can be obedient to your calling. We just thank you for this, for your name and your fame. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah, thank you. This was you. great. Thank you for what you're doing. It's exciting to see when people say yes, <laughs> in particular you, what yeah. God does. Say yes to God, your life will be hope-filled. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.